Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Bicycles and Jesus, what do they have in common? How do bikes fit into the Great Commission? Well, today... You're going to find out. In our daily effort to uncover Christ followers across America who are living out their faith and impacting the world around them, especially in their workplaces, today you're going to hear bicycle stories. In 1978, Queen wrote a song about wanting to ride their bicycles, but that privilege isn't available to just just everyone. Bikes cost money, and some people don't have the money to buy a bike. So what do we do with that information? How do we respond to that need? Two guys here in Tampa Bay turned that problem into a solution and made it Jesus-focused. Today, we're going to talk with Pat Simmons from Bikes for Christ and John Dengler with Well-Built Bikes about their two bike ministries and how they're living out their I work for him mentality each and every day. Pat, John, welcome to I work for him. When you hear I work for him, how does that resonate with you? What does that mean to you? Well, with me... As far as our mission field, I guess is a little bit different from your mission field. Your mission field that uh, you're trying to reach is in the workplace for the most part. We are obviously out in a different mission field, and you know we try to share the gospel with everybody that we come into, whether it's giving a bicycle and a Bible along with that, or if we're doing an event um, and someone just comes up to our table, we want to make sure that they know that that's what we do. As we share the gospel, that's the main main thing. The bicycle's just a segue to get the gospel into their hands. John Dingler, talk to me about how, when you hear I work for him, what is, how, just comment on that. What, how's that. How does that impact you? Well, the first thing I thought when I heard that is I do. Um, that I, I, in my mind, faith is action. It is work. It is something we do. And I know that for you guys, like I've listened and looked in, it's, it's, uh, in the workplace. And people talk about, like for me, it really hit me because I, people talk a lot about a work life divide. And that has never made any sense to me, um, personally, because I'm not someone with a job, but with a calling, a vocation, a passion, an obsession, whatever. But like an integration of those things. And I think that kind of is the message, I guess, of what you guys are trying to do as well. And it's like, yeah, wherever you are, it's like put in work, even if you're at work. Well, and really the the idea is that Jesus didn't call us to half a life, you know, the life outside of a workplace. He called us to, I mean, he said, hey, I want to be Lord, the whole thing. I I want you to go all in with me. And, And a lot of people we've learned through our culture, to segment our lives. Yet, as Christ followers, we need to unsegment it and let Christ infiltrate every part of it. So I, lo- I know your workplaces are different, but no matter it's no matter where we go. That's right. Our, our ability to serve Christ and to bring the kingdom in small little pieces, it, it can happen anywhere we go. And, and you guys are doing it with bikes. All right, so 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. This means, and I love the New Living Translation, so I'm always using that version as much as I can. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. Pat, how does this relate to what you do with bicycles, bringing on new life? Well, the first 
life that we have to restore is the bicycle itself because we we get all our bikes donated and so we have to fix them up 85 percent of what we get needs some type of work once we give the bicycles out through one of our organizations that we work through a bible goes along with it so we restore the bicycle first but then we try to restore the person secondly with the gift of a bible and hopefully that's going to set them on the right path uh, to find eternal salvation. Help them both in this life and get them to the next life. Well, so, John, what about for you? When when you hear that Second Corinthians 5.17, the old life is gone, a new life has begun, how is your how does this relate to you bringing new life to what you do each and every day with bicycles? Well, i got to tell you, for me, the first thing I think of has nothing to do with bikes. And okay. bikes actually are incidental to what we do. So Well-Built Bikes has grown out of a ministry called The Well. Basically, a group of us committed to just standing with the poor, the disadvantaged, the isolated throughout our city. And then we do that in a lot of different ways. And bikes is one, one manifestation of that. But we were doing a drop-in center for a while. and I rem- And I always think about this. These people would come in to take a shower and go in. And come out, and I remember thinking, I've never seen a more tangible, like, new creation immediate. Like, this is a new human being that just came out of here. But I see that over time in relationships where isolated people come into community, which is really what bikes are a tool for for us. Really, everything we're doing is an excuse to be in relationship. That might be gardening, that might, but it sometimes is wrenching on a bike, which incidentally is what we're doing at Well Built Bikes. I love that. And and yet, you're talking about a homeless person who spent a lot of time on the street being able to go take a shower. I mean, there's a there's a market difference between when they go in and when they come out. Well, I mean, it is for me too, right? But yeah. just the dirtier you are, the yeah. longer it's been, the bigger the change, you know. And hmm. uh, and that kind of change is seen in a, in a major way in just I don't know a, a different kind of cleanliness that comes with uh, community and an encounter with God and a, and a new mind and heart or whatever. And we see that that kind of transformation that we see immediately in coming out of a shower. John, how did you come to Christ? Uh, LSD. So, yeah, so I was in college and it was a few years after a car accident, major depression, this and that. And I was into a lot of drugs. Uh, and I was, I loved LSD. I took acid constantly, but one night, uh, I, I met God. I took acid. I've never been the same since I, it wrecked me. Now that's how I became, that's how I encounter had an encounter with God an epiphany, theophany, whatever you want to call it. Um, but then it's every day that I'm trying to discipline myself to actually be a follower of Jesus, like in life and practice, right? So I'm still working on that. All right, John, how did the Lord lead you into bikeshoptampa.com? Okay, so I had that acid trip, right? And I come to Jesus. And then over time, I start hearing like Christians and people that are into Jesus, they go to church. And so I'm like, oh, I should go to church. And I never was really in love with getting in a room and singing what I thought were bad songs and just, you know, doing that. And I felt like, well, something's wrong with me, <clears throat> but I read the Bible and I see things like Matthew 25 and Jesus is like, if you want to find me, you need to look among the poor, the hungry, the hurting, the naked. The... And so I'm like, so I went looking in the city and I met poor people, homeless people. And I encountered God there in a way that transformed me and continued to lead me and transform me. And I listen. And as I listen, people tell me, here's what we need. Here's what we Here's where we're going. And as these neighbors became friends and brothers, they began to teach us. And along the way, people were like, hey, it's a really hard city to get around. <laughs> Those is. of us that have bikes, it's a game changer. 
this and and so li- I wasn't into bikes. I didn't have a love for cycling. I'm trying to develop it. I'm like, oh, we're we're doing bikes now. Okay, yep, yeah, we're doing bikes now. That's a great tool. Uh, and I'm learning alongside them. They're teaching me. They're leading me. But that's how, like, really, God has led me uh, through these friends and mentors that are on the streets. Pat, your ministry is called Bikes for Christ. Online bikes, the number four, Christ.com. What is it that you're doing with bikes? Well, again, first and foremost, the bicycles are donated, and then we... uh, Let's just deal with that right now. How do people donate bikes to bikesforchrist.com? They can go to our website. We've got a donation link on our website at bikes, the number four, Christ.com. There is a form. Just fill that out. Um, Then once... I wanted a good way to distribute the bikes because I want them to go to good homes. And so what we do is we work with about 30 organizations now here in the Bay Area. Those organizations have their own case managers that work directly with clients. That way they can vet out who really has a need because we want to make sure that these bikes are going to good homes. We don't want uh, the bikes being turned around and, and sold for drugs or cat or sold just for cash or, or whatever else. You know, people that are actually going to use the bikes to buy Absolutely, absolutely. But let's just go back to, okay, but you're getting bikes. You said that 85% of them need work. Correct. So who's doing the work? Okay. Um, I am blessed to have, we, we got a new music minister at our church a couple of years, not even a couple of years ago. His, his name's David Burt. And David is a fanatical cyclist as well. And he wanted to start something at First Baptist Dover. And someone goes, well, hey, Pat's already got something. You need to talk to him. So we talked, um, and he has built out a room at the church, and he fixes the bikes up. It's also a great way to teach the the youth some skills as far as fixing bicycles up. So he fixes the bikes up there, and then, like I say, as the orders come in from the organizations we work with, we fill those orders and have those bikes delivered to them. You're doing a little bit differently. You're involving some people in this. Yeah, so this, like I said, things grew out of this place we were running. And so, you know, we had this drop-in center. We were hanging out with folks, and we did food, showers, all stuff. And then one day a volunteer rides bikes, and we start, like, I'm like, hey, help this guy fix a bike. And then it, here's some tools, keep doing that. And this kind of evolved. So over the last three years, um, so one day she gets, like, 20 bikes donated. I bought a re- um, shipping container, put it on the property. We called it the recycle bin. It was like, if you need a bike, you can go out there and figure out how to build one. And so people would go out and start working on bikes. Well, over three years, we saw over a thousand bikes go out and people were learning how to work on bikes and working on them. And so as we, I mean, really, we got kind of run out of that neighborhood as it gentrified. People don't want poor folks on that street no more. So we moved along and I've been, that's the second neighborhood that's happened. So I'm reformatting uh, as a business, something people might be happy to have on the block. And so we've launched well-built bikes uh, where we are working with folks. We're rebuilding, refurbishing these bikes um, we're taking the cream of the crop of those bikes to sell, to create a revenue stream to pour back into our earn a bike program. So what we do is if someone says, look, 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 I need a bike. We're going to have you put 10 hours of community service in. Most of those are done with us. Some are done with partner agencies where you invest that time and you purchase bike, you purchase your bike with time basically. And then we work alongside folks to kind of build those bikes up and get them ready for, to meet those needs. I love that you brought up gentrification because that's a word that, you know, most people don't know what it means they, mm-hmm. it, because it's presented out there that, hey, we're just cleaning up the neighborhoods. That's what gentr- gentr- gentrification It's even a hard word to say. Mm-hmm. 
Yet what it really ends up doing, and this is something I've just been learning in the last year, what it really ends up doing is it chases, it chases out people that have lived there all their lives and makes it too, because they clean it up and makes it too expensive for them to move back in. You know, TPD actually ended up getting an investigation um, on, and, and it's about bikes. So you can like, I forget the article, Biking While Black in Tampa, basically, but it was our neighborhood and surrounding neighborhoods where cyclists actually majority black but 100 percent poor people riding bikes in that neighborhood don't have a light on the wrong side of the road like any violation of a bicycle law they were that was our tampa's version of stop and frisk for a long time to target that population to kind of move them along because rising property values and new folks moving in you know and uh cops and code enforcement are at their service so what are you doing bikes for christ what's it doing today okay what we're doing now is we work with about 30 organizations here in the Tampa Bay area. They vet their clients out um, that are in need, determine if the need is real, and then we do, we bring the bicycle to them. And with every bicycle we give out, we also give a Bible in hopes that we plant the seeds that will continue to grow, get them on the right path in this life, and get them into God's eternal kingdom. Talk to me about what your ministry is all about, well-built bikes. Yeah, so really... This has grown out of uh, just a group of folks, a ministry known as The Well, that just dedicated our ourselves to standing with kind of the poor, the homeless, the neighbors in need throughout our city. And and this Well Built Bikes kind of grew out of that. It's, it's, a, it's a way that we're kind of targeting a real – so, okay, we ran into a lot of needs. You see people in need, they need, a, they need some clothes, they need some sure. food, they need – and those things are obvious and we can meet those needs. But under those needs, there's deeper issues. Uh, issues often like lack of ownership or lack of access and ownership of a means of transportation actually gets at a deeper issue and seem like a more strategic way for us to stand with our neighbors in need. And they can meet many of their own needs when we meet that deeper issue. And so it closes up the city. It opens up its economy. It opens up opportunity. It, it actually gives freedom of transportation and opportunity to get around. And, and we've even seen people get a bike and then build a business with that bike, uh, strap a trailer with a lawnmower onto it and start mowing lawns. And I, we've seen a dude go, I'm going to go now visit my son in Jacksonville because I got this huffy. I'm like, you're crazy. And then he showed back up with his bike and he, I learned how to work on it on the road and I just saw my son. And, but th- so that's what we're doing. And, but what I'm uh, to me, like, like I said, and I, I repeat a lot, but bikes are a tool. Everything we're doing is an excuse because really it's standing with one another. And, you know, like I said, my whole story goes back to going, I'm, I was trying to find Jesus and like, there's clues that he left. Like, I'm going to, you should probably be with the hungry and the poor and the hurting and the naked. And I went and looked there and, and made a bunch of friends and then, and then bikes emerged. Right. So it's something we're doing. So what do you, when you look at the impact of bikeshoptampa.com, when you look at the ministry of well-built bikes, how what what are you seeing as impact? I mean, you're you're providing transportation. You're also you're teaching them a skill, teaching them how to put their hands to work, which I love that. Mm-hmm. What, how, talk about the impact as you get to share life with them, the, the relationship. You keep going back; it's mm-hmm. about relationships. What are you seeing? I mean, how many years you've been doing this? Bikes for a yeah. uh, few, about three years. Okay, so um, in three years, what kind of impact are you seeing? So okay, that's a re- I, I have a hard time answering that, and the reason is I go well, I see enormous impact in the lives of many individuals so okay. it's a game changer for someone that's on the streets like you can't get around and all of a sudden you can get to all these things i mean i went and spent a few nights on the streets with some friends just to kind of walk in their shoes and i'm telling you what you got to walk all day to get from breakfast to lunch to dinner just to 
eat or find a place to shower and then find a place to hide and sleep. And you're not allowed to stop anywhere if you're on the streets because it's basically illegal to be homeless in Tampa. You always have to be on the move. A bike is a game changer for that. You can, And it opens up a world of opportunity. So the impact in an individual's life is huge. But for me, like a lot of what we're doing with the bikes and other things that the well does as well is that it's like symbolic action. We're trying to rehearse the reality that we dream of. We're trying to rehearse the coming kingdom, to, to, to walk it out in some concrete way. And we pray for an impact beyond the bikes or even the ministry, but to be like a symbol to our city of a different way, of a different culture, of a different world. How is giving somebody a bike creating jobs, creating freedom, making opportunity, and giving them the opportunity to know Christ? Well, number one, it's going to allow them to number to, to go out and get a job because most of the time the job that, that they're looking for is not going to be right next door. They're going to have to go searching for it. So the bike enables them to get out and find that job. Then they get the job. Well, they've also got a family a lot of times. Okay, they may have small kids. Guess what? Every kid deserves a bicycle. We want to make sure we get bicycles to those kids as well. They may have kids that are a little bit older. They go to school. It allows the kid to get to school and back. So that's going to help with his education. Um, and again, with our uh, our biggest priority is our veterans. And, you know, a lot of them, unfortunately, suffer uh, with, with different uh types of ailments, and they have doctor's appointments. So it it may allow them to get to the doctor. It may just be used for for work purposes. Um, But ultimately, once, you know, they receive these bikes, again, a Bible goes along with everyone, and we want to make sure that um, they do come to Christ, that they they do know that God loves them. We love them by showing God's love through giving a bike to them, and hopefully they will get on the right path in this life and get to God's eternal kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's why I love the pocket testamently because they're light, they're easy for them to shove in, and it always has a, hey, here's who Jesus is, here's how you can make it. I mean, it, it spells it out really nice, and it's the book of John. And you can't read the book of John and come away with anything but, I don't believe any of this because I'm ignorant or, wow. Jesus did all that? He has to be the Son of God. I mean, you, you get Absolutely. two conclusions when you come back. You can't come away from there going, ah, good teacher. Nah, doesn't work that way. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I hope that this conversation has challenged you to get involved in your community as you hear what John and Pat are doing. Our mission is clear. Work hard. Play hard. Pray harder. Introduce all those we work and live alongside to the freedom we have in Jesus. It's about intentionality. It's about being willing to say each and every day, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at I Work For Him and online, IWorkForHim.com.